Amy Kaufman. And I'm Lisa Damaris. And this is Appraiser Talk, the show where I ask Lisa, the Vice President of Appraisal Issues at the Appraisal Foundation, your appraisal questions. We answer questions from every corner of the appraisal profession, from consumers to appraisers and real estate to business valuation. Welcome to today's episode. Lisa actually picked the topic for this week, seller concessions. Lisa, what can you tell us about seller concessions and how they relate to the appraisal process? Well, you know, when a property is being sold from one party to another, those parties will negotiate the terms of that sale. The negotiation process includes not just setting or settling on an agreed sales price, but also other details, such as closing dates, if there will be a property inspection, and often seller concessions. So seller concessions do not occur in every transaction, though they are more common when there is more supply than demand and can sometimes be more common in some certain sales price ranges and also are more common for certain types of financing for mortgage loans. So seller concessions most often come in the form of closing costs that the seller agrees to pay for the buyer. They're considered concessions because the seller covers the costs that the buyer would normally pay themselves. So the buyer and seller negotiate the concessions. So it is up to those individuals what they conclude the seller concessions will be. If seller concessions are just something an individual buyer and seller agree to, Why does the appraiser even need to consider this information if they are appraising a property where a sales contract indicates that there are seller concessions? Yes, the appraiser needs to analyze those concessions to understand what each side was gaining or maybe even losing by either agreeing to give or by being able to receive a seller concession. So let me give you a common example and to show you how seller concessions can impact sales prices. Let's say there are two identical properties. Seller one accepts an offer of $90,000 for their property. Seller two, on the other hand, accepts an offer of $100,000, which includes the seller giving the buyer a $10,000 concession for their closing costs. To me, it looks like the cash value to each seller is identical. Each seller essentially sold their property for a cash value of $90,000. Exactly. You said the two most important words in relation to these sales, cash value. Both sellers walk away with $90,000 cash value. But here is where it gets interesting. When both sales are officially recorded, for example, in the MLS, the multiple listing service, or at, for example, the clerk and recorder's office, one property could be recorded as having a sales price of $90,000, and the other property could be recorded as having a sales price of $100,000. And here is one of the very reasons that a professional appraiser's training and knowledge in how to handle data is so important for their clients. For a lending assignment, the appraiser is being asked to conclude an opinion of market value. Part of that definition of market value states that the value is based on the payment for the property being made in terms of cash in U.S. dollars or in terms of financial arrangements that are comparable to cash in U.S. dollars. So while I have been kind of oversimplifying this for the purposes of illustration, that means 
One property sold for $90,000 and let's just say it likely had a market value of $90,000. The other property sold for $100,000 and it also likely had a market value of $90,000. Is this one of the reasons why a property can very legitimately be appraised under its agreed upon sales price? Yes, this could be a very common reason. And, you know, market can have whole pockets of areas for for one reason or another, either have a very high percentage of sales with, with seller concessions, or some other markets almost never experience seller concessions. And that's why just looking at the recorded sales prices of properties is only one part of any story. Appraisers, I always like to say, are detectives. They do research, they conduct interviews, they crunch data, they analyze patterns to understand what those sales prices mean. And if those sales prices represent cash value or if they represent something higher or lower than market value. And just because we like to, can you tie the need to understand and analyze seller concessions to requirements in USPAP? Absolutely. So in USPAP, there are several parts of the appraisal process that deal with seller concessions. Those can include the appraiser needing to know um, assignment conditions, such as lender guidelines around how large seller concessions can be for a lender to accept the concession and how an appraiser should handle data related to those seller concessions. Also, in USPAP, the definition of market value that the appraiser is using in the appraisal and how that definition is what the appraiser's opinion of value is. Also, the appraiser is required to analyze the sales contract that they obtain. This means not just analyzing the sales price, but all the terms and conditions noted in that sales contract. And also related to seller concessions, how seller concessions in general are used, if at all, in the subject's market area. So this helps the appraiser understand what cash value is in these markets. And if the cash value is above or below the recorded sales prices in the market area. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you'll tune in each week to Appraiser Talk. You can send in your questions to me at amy, A-M-Y, at appraisalfoundation.org, and you might just hear us answer it in a future episode. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Appraiser Talk is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.